Welcome to the Gumboots by the Sea podcast. Time for you to connect to soul, celebrate you and to experience inner peace and empowerment. Each week, Gumboots by the Sea will bring you soul balm and some magic for each of us. I'm your host, Kate Darnell, founder of all things Gumboots by the Sea. It's so wonderful to have you here with me right now. This week, I'm speaking with Sarah Pardon, an artist, intuitive tea blender. Sarah is also the creator and founder of Etty and Dory. Eddie and Dory is an online space for all things tea, books and arts and I had an awesome chat with Sarah about her nine-month-young business and the freedom and challenges that come with trusting in you. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea and enjoy this very special episode with me, Kate Darnell of Gumboots by the Sea and Sarah Pardon of Eddie and Dory. Hello Sarah from Eddie and Dory. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for having me, Kate. It's a real pleasure. (laughs) Now, I just love your beautiful business, A Year Young. Is it even a year yet? Have you had your first birthday? No. It will be our first birthday in September. Wow. So We're we're about a a pregnancy old. (gasps) Wow. How exciting. So still, still a little, yeah, still a little bubba, really. Really early days of your business. It feels so much more established than that perhaps it's because I brew an Eddie and Dory tea every day so I feel like the ritual of tea is returned into my life and um, slowing down and sipping the beautiful intuitive blends that you've created for all of us to drink um, just feels like it's been a part of my life for a lot longer than a pregnancy so congratulations that's incredible thank you Um, I think this year has been so full um, for me personally as well as with everything outside um and so it really does feel like we've almost done a year in the space of six months um and so i feel like yeah we're we're really at the stage where um things are starting to ramp up and a new uh, creation is starting to be birthed awesome that's so good so tell me a little bit about your business um then i've already jumped in and, and shared that you make beautiful teas but what's sort of the essence of eddie and dory so the idea behind Eddie and Dory was, well, for starters with their names, the whole idea of naming my company Eddie and Dory was not only to hop back to my family history, which Eddie is my great-grandmother, but also to, I think they're just such old-fashioned names that it immediately takes your mind back to a time when things were, I'm going to say a little bit simpler, and the art of having a cup of tea was that you put your kettle on the stove and you had to wait for the water to boil and then you had to put it in the pot and there were traditions around whether you spun the pot three times clockwise or anti-clockwise and then you had to wait and pour it and quite often you did that with friends and family and I think it's just about taking that moment and that time in your life to really appreciate what you're doing and to just check in with yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. So your business is primarily teas at the moment, but you also are an artist and have designed beautiful artworks. In fact, Sarah is the artist designer, um, designer, book designer and artist 
of the cover of Ramblings to an Awakened Healer. So we are absolutely in the energy of total celebrity today, Sarah. Um, and what's the other thing, um, Art? Oh, and you're looking to um, start stocking books as well. Is that right? So the art, books and tea is kind of your thing. Yes, that's correct. So I am actually looking at starting to stock some books within the next month or so. Um, so we will be starting with the Gumbo Gumboots by the Sea Trilogy, which is a real pleasure. And, Amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, also um, art is definitely something that I want Eddie and Dory to be about. So I have released a couple of artworks, but I'm actually starting to bring my focus back to the art side of things. Um, because I feel like this is a really creative time, especially for me. So I think it's about um, just putting ideas out there and art can mean so much to so many people. Like you can look at the same artwork and take different perceptions from it. Yeah, without a doubt, creating um, is so healing as is the artwork that you can produce for yourself and for other people. So I'm so excited that we'll see some new releases from you, Sarah Pardon artist um an intuitive tea blender really soon oh and shop owner entrepreneur <laughs> all these titles my love how do they feel i'm a little bit a little <laughs> bit <laughs> that's what gumbus legacy does <laughs> yes definitely um and you were definitely my inspiration so um if I can cut in and just say that Soulfest actually was the, I guess the birth, birthplace and birth idea of Eddie and Dory. Um, so this time last year when Kate hosted Soulfest, she said, I want you there. I want you there next year. So, um, I, and I kind of thought, Oh, well, what am I going to do? And she said, oh, you're an artist. And I thought, mm, I know I'm an artist, but I feel there's something else that needs to come out. And, I sat and thought about it for a little while and the message of tea just kept coming to me and I thought, well, how can I, how can I birth this? How can I bring it to light? And instead of, um, I guess, going with the traditional blends, I decided that I would actually blend my own tea. So each Eddie and Dory blend is not like something you'll find anywhere else. Um, they have been blended specifically and intuitively. So I've just, thought about what ingredients suited and also my tea blends are all named after people who are women who I love and admire so my first four blends were named after my four sisters and with each one I looked at things that they liked things that they epitomized and then worked out an ingredient that would suit that um, and then the fifth blend that I released was the Lady Eddie which is named after my great-grandmother who um, I feel is just a part of me, a big part of me. And um, so I wanted a tea that reminded me of Australia and of everything that she was and everything that tea is as well. So I went with the traditional grey base. Um, and I find that really interesting because she was a woman who was always described as being very black and white. There was no in-between. And I think, um, you know, during the... 19 well she was born in 1905 and I think in that era you were you know like you said it how it was a lot of the time and so yeah she she has the gray blend and then it's got some notes of lemon myrtle which 
is very Australian and um, really brings that Australian bush flavour and smell and scents into it. And then it's got some zesty lime in there, which is gives gives that feeling of that real zest for life, um, as well as some calendula flowers or there are flower people might know as the stinking Roger in the garden. They were always the one that kept the bugs away, um, but they they had a, a little bit of an interesting smell, um, which luckily doesn't really come through in the tea. <laughs> I love that. Oh no, that tea is absolutely one of my favourites. Um, oh, it's hard. It's really hard to have a clear favourite actually. Um, but I am a bit of a uh, a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to tea. Like I do love my, my, my Megan blend. Am I getting the names right? Straight up black tea and lady Eddie. Um, did I get that right? Maddie. No, the Maddie <laughs> I'm going to not edit this because like, <laughs> well, you guys will find the ones that are right for you intuitively, but I always do get their names mixed up. It's classic sister syndrome, like when the sisters get all given the wrong name. So if any of your sisters listen to the podcast, my apologies. I do know that um, Rach Blend is the um, Chai Blend. Yes, the Spice Blend. Spice Blend. Yes. Beef. <laughs> It's going to be like, well, I know Kate, you grew up in a family that's the yeah, same size. Yeah, a big family. Yeah. When one of my parents would call us, they'd go through our names. So it'd be, you know, if they were calling me, it'd be Megan, no, uh, Rachel, no, <laughs> any, what's your name again? Sarah, that's right. So is there going to be a Sarah blend? There Ooh. eventually will be. Oh, that's exciting. Be. Um, obviously when you're working on your own blend, you realize how complex you are. (laughs) Um, so I have got ideas down because obviously there's things I love and that's the other thing I wanted to put in things that, um, that I really liked. Um, I wanted to make the blend that I would drink and, uh, and, and again, I don't have a favorite out of the five. It it all depends. Mm -hmm. I can actually drink more than one blend. I can pretty much drink all five blends over the course of the day. Me Depending too. On how I'm feeling, and, and yeah, and what what you're thinking. So, um, but yeah, I really want the Sarah blend to be something that epitomizes me, which is going to be a little bit difficult. <laughs> Might be a bit of all of them, which would make a very unique tea. Um, I'll leave you with that one. So. If there was three words to describe your business, I know I already said um, books, art and tea, but that's the, the black and white um, response. Have you got three words that you could use to describe your business? I have, I have. I had to think about this because it's, it's kind of like when someone says, describe yourself in three words and you think, <laughs> so I guess for describing your business, it's a little bit easier because it is something you put your heart and soul into. and so you really think about how you want to come across to people. Um, and a lot of my work, my first word that I'll pick is intuitive because with my blends, like I said, they're, they're very unique. So they're not something that I've, you know, been able to just look on the box of another packet of tea and, and work out. There's something that I really took a lot of time with and a lot of just thought and feeling. Um, and, and also, little snippets of memory. So for instance, the Annie blend has coffee beans in it. Um, my pop, it was actually my step pop, but it was the only, the only pop that I knew. So um, he came from Italy and every morning he would grind his own coffee beans on a grinder on the wall. 
and growing up when we used to visit that's what you'd wake up to and that was the smell you could smell and so I don't actually drink coffee I really don't like the taste of it but the smell of coffee just gets me every time and so for me I wanted coffee in a blend I wanted the coffee bean in a blend and I think you know just taking those little things from your memory um, and from the things around you and putting it into something that really makes it heartfelt and and makes it something that I can share with people and I can know that this has a story behind it and it has my heart and soul behind it. Yeah. And the, um, just for anyone who's curious about that, the spring blend, any blend, right? Tick. Got that right. Um, is a total favorite of mine because it has gorgeous hints of rose and there's like these dark chocolatey undertones, but it's still just like a classic black cup of tea. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so intuitive. Yes. First word, intuitive and very, very fitting. I love that. Second word. My second word is um, transcendent. Now Ooh. I had to look up because I wanted to make sure that I had the definition of transcendent down pat before I used it. Um, because I was kind of thinking along the lines of timeless because that's what my tea hops back to is the, the traditional things um, and then bringing them into our everyday life now. And then I thought, oh, transcendent might be a word that I could use. And then I looked it up and it is sort of beyond time, beyond space and time and everything that we're in. And I thought, mm, I think that's perfect. I think that this is about, for me, that creating, um, creating moments for people. And I think in those moments, you're able to move beyond space and time and just even if it's just three deep breaths in before you have that cup of tea it really allows you just to ground and so I think that that's something that is really important to me and again even through my artwork you know like if you take a moment to to watch an artwork or even just to look in nature you're really allowing your body to come back and your soul to come back into self and just no, this is who I am and, and this is where I am right now in this space. Love it. So good. And the third? My third word, although I've, I've said all these other words now that I was talking, I was like, oh, they would have been perfect. But the third word that I wrote down was legacy. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it's about creating a legacy for myself and for my family, not in an egotistic way where you're going oh this is this is what I'm going to leave I'm going to leave this multi-million dollar company or anything like that it's more about um, the way that I conduct my business and the way that I show my children that this is who I am and this is what I'm doing to be true to myself mm. and also obviously hopping back to the name Eddie and Dory my great-grandmother left her own legacy which has then years later been passed down through my grandmother through my mother to me and so I think it's just taking all those little pieces and then passing them on and yeah reminding others that you can leave a legacy whether it's big or small it doesn't have to be in these momentous occasions they just have to be like one moment of kindness which could last forever for someone oh I just think that encompasses your business so beautifully yeah yeah a legacy in that 
being true to heart and soul in the moment and, you know, the small acts of kindness are what make you, you. Cool. So nice. Okay. So from that then, like, you know, there's a lot of weight in legacy and showing up for your kids. And I know that that's absolutely a driving force behind Gumboots by the Sea too. So share the challenges, your nine month young business, what challenges have um, been really massive for you? And I'm certain that in this um, listeners will get a lot out of it for, for them as well. I guess for starters, it's just creating, I had someone recently say to me, Oh, I feel like your direction has changed a little. And I think that's it. You're ever evolving. And when you start with a business, it's hard to, put into words and to feelings this whole big picture into into your first product and so as you go along obviously things are going to change but then also things change a little you know like I've had to um, some of my stockists have changed because I can't get my stock through them um, and I'm always trying to get local stock as well so evidently little things are going to change along the way and I think um, it's knowing that your baseline is going to stay consistent and the main reason for you doing the doing this in the first place but then other things can come along and obviously we've had different challenges this year with um predominantly for me my business was starting to move into cafes and so cafes all shut and I had to um reassess and that meant then promoting my online business which was good for me because that was something I hadn't had a chance to do. And so it really gave me that time to expand online and push myself in that direction. And I think that's another thing is just having the motivation and the dedication to say, okay, I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I want to do it. Um, And then not letting other things influence you. Um, A big part of Eddie and Dory was that I wanted to create a company that was environmentally friendly or as eco as possible and so that meant sourcing bags that were compostable it's um recently meant that i've got a stamp instead of labels for the front of my bags and so i think those little things along the way like as much as um i could definitely get bags a lot cheaper from somewhere else i don't want to because that doesn't sit right with me and that doesn't sit with what i started this for yeah i certainly wouldn't be aligned with that legacy you're talking about yeah. yeah. And also just with that slowing down and being mindful, mindful of the planet, mindful of, you know, our footprint and um, the consumer's footprint as well. This is why I love Eddie and Dory tea, books and art so much. <laughs> um, beautiful. I think, yeah, that's such a big challenge is staying true, like really tr- tuning into your truth and staying true to you, even if you do find yourself changing direction, which is usually for um heart and soul led business owners it's very you might not be able to justify why but it's also usually very intentional like everything well I find everything I do in my business is usually very intentional even if I can't I don't know exactly where it's come from it has certainly evolved from a niggle or a nudge in heart space that I haven't had to justify or explain to anyone else um big part of why really trusting in your intuition is is massive in tuning into heart and soul space right yeah yeah definitely and i think the other thing too is 
for me, like I'm incredibly creative and I have started to realize that my brain is so creative that I sometimes forget that everyone can't see what I see and they also don't see the big picture that I'm seeing. So sometimes for me, like people might think, oh, that's, that's a bit different, but it's like, oh, well, no, th this has been on my mind for months. It's just that I've only just had the chance to share it or I've remembered to share it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's important too, that there are always ideas in the, and cogs working in the background. And it's just, it might take a little while for those to come to the forefront. Yeah. Hey, isn't it awesome though, that there's people watching and commenting and, you know, tuning into the energy of your business and recognizing those, you know, changes that might be really subtle to some, but they're, they're really obviously making an impact on others. Like That's a really cool way to look at that. It, it really is. Um, it definitely makes you go, Oh, I'm yeah. I'm more, yeah. You're, you're kind of in the spotlight and you're like, Oh, people are actually taking notice because sometimes it's hard you know, social media is a wonderful tool, but in the same sense, it can make you feel very small mm -hmm. and it can make you feel like, oh, am, am I being heard? Are people looking and listening? But I think the right people are looking and listening. And um, that, that was definitely the case for me when I found Gumboots by the Sea. Um, so many of you may not know, but I actually uh, met Kate, I would say, through Instagram. And it was just one of those, I was on another person's page and I saw these comments and I went oh who's this lady and one thing led to another and that was it I was hooked hooked yeah. line and sinker in insta besties um Sarah and I are yet to hug in real life it was meant to happen at Soulfest um 2020 which is now here online so our friendship continues to blossom <laughs> and and our working relationship um online and the real life hug will be amazing when it happens but I think this is such a valuable message. I know I mentioned it um, in an earlier podcast with our glorious Lucy Munko that there is so much of online that is still real life. And yes, it's so saturated, but trusting that the right people are listening and finding you and your business. Um, that's a really good feeling. I think I'm so glad you found me, Sarah. Me too. Me too. Yes. I, it is, it is a really, you know, like it's, I think some people feel like, Oh, it's not, a real connection but it definitely is you know um there's something about embracing all of yourself to another to a stranger really um and then allowing that person to um help you and see the things that you may not see and i think sometimes that's actually even more evident because the people who know you the most might not see it straight away and or they might they let their own feelings or their own relationship with you get in the way of that and so mm. I think it's really lovely that you can actually um, have someone who can sort of look from the outside and have a different perspective yeah definitely um oh so much to say about that but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stick to our questions and I was feeling like we're gonna be on another tangent I know here. and I'm and I feel like the tangent will come up. So I will just be patient. I'm practicing patience. Look at me go. Um, uh, let's move on to what makes having a heart and soul led business so magical and amazing. This is a big question. It's yeah. Sure is. Um, I think the, at the, at the end of the day, it's about, it's you, it's you putting your heart and soul on the line. So that can be really, um, really daunting and it can be uh, 
really hard to do. Um, uh, as much as I talk a lot, I'm usually quite an introvert. So it's um, a little bit scary to put yourself out there. But I think the biggest thing is that you connect with so many people and in so many ways. Um, I've had wonderful customer feedback from people about how their tea, how, how, which this is the funny thing. They actually call it their tea blend, you know, like the one that they chose. So I recently met up with a lady who's now being back to purchase three times from me. And um, she's actually a dear friend of my sister, Megan. And so my sister gifted her the Megan blend for Christmas and uh, she loves it so much. She actually has renamed it her hash blend, which is ah. quite hilarious <laughs> because she said, I'm going to, I'm going to have my, going to have my tea. And she, she calls it Ganji. I think it's Ganji Ganji, which is um, Pakistani for basically for hash. But she said it, that's how it makes her feel. It makes her feel so calm and just, she's like, it's like not having a coffee in the morning. That's how she feels about the Megan blend. And so I think that for me means more than anything that someone has connected with me and connected with the product I've come up with and created from my heart and has just come back and said, this is, this is amazing. This makes my day every day. Mm, that's so awesome. And can I just point out, no wonder I don't get the names right. See, other people are connecting with them so much. They're renaming them. <laughs> I certainly get the energy right. Um, I love that, Sarah. I love that. Um, yeah, human connection. And the fact I can just see how much um, you living and breathing your tea blends and your business um, means to you and how at home you are in that, despite, you know, challenges of trusting and challenges of staying true to your purpose and what you're doing. Um, that's so cool. It's really cool. I think um, I think you really said it there too with home. For me, home is is everything to me, and um, this time has actually really given me so much of a chance to be home right now and to embrace all of that. And so, um, I think that's a really important thing too because working from home. Uh, so I think some people. Um, don't necessarily give enough gratitude or mm, gratitude's maybe not the word enough. Um, they feel like if you work from home or work from yourself, that it's not the same. Mm. And I think, you know, I can be packing tea orders at 10 o'clock at night because I want everyone to get a tea order and I want them to open it and just think, wow, you know, I don't want them to open it and go, Oh, wow, this is packed in a pack. It, it, this was mm. packed in a, in a warehouse it wasn't it was packed in my home office and mm -hmm. it was packed by me and it was hand signed by me and I really think that that's important that um that people really feel that and yeah. that they feel it from the minute they connect with your company to when they get their item to when they drink the item you know I feel like that that's important and um I think that's so much more valid than if you went into a big store, bought one of their products and went home with it. So I feel like there needs to be more emphasis put on the small businesses, especially the people who are really working their hearts out from home. Yeah. And well, I think 
that's a beautiful lesson in that for you too, is to celebrate that and to acknowledge it as work. I think COVID really helped because now more and more people are working from home. Um, I know that my training work that I was doing out in the world um, now is here in my healing space along with all my in-person and online sessions. So all my work now is um, at home and, and it does sort of, because the masses have had to all come home and come online, it seems to people are sort of acknowledging that, oh, you've got lots of work online. And I'm like, oh, I always have, but it does seem a little bit more um, like, like normalized now that, oh, it, it's okay to work at home because everyone's had to do it almost. Um, I'm like, oh, I've been doing that for four years, but yeah, um, I've, I'm, I'm going to go with that energy. And like you said, really celebrate the fact that, um, it's not necessarily easy to to do it. It is it is still work. It absolutely is still work because Sarah, like myself, made a really conscious decision to to leave the mainstream, uh, consistent, safe gig. Um, we heard from Lucy Moonco; she's done that as well. Um, to really put our all into our businesses and to let them um, evolve in a way that's true to us. But it does take a lot of gutso. Um, is that a word? Gusto? Gusto. It takes a lot gusto. of, yeah, gusto. <laughs> it's it's not a, a gumbus. Yeah, guts and gusto. It's not a gumbus by the sea um, podcast episode if I haven't mispronounced something. So tick, we've done that, Sarah. Well done, us. But it does take a lot for us to really um, acknowledge that this is work. And I remember in the early days, you know, where you're at, Sarah, where, you know, the girls would be at daycare and I'd have a work day. And every workday was different because you weren't necessarily, or I wasn't necessarily talked with back-to-back calls or um, sessions. A lot of it was doing the groundwork and a lot of it meant being in stillness and just creating content and trusting in the moments and, and trusting in the moments of connection and real life connection and allowing my heart to lead. And that's a really foreign concept when you have been go, go, go in a nine to five conventional workspace. So well done you for having these recognition, like recognizing all of this already, because it took me a, a real while to go, oh no, this is still a work day. Even if the productivity wasn't go, 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 um, I felt into this or I accomplished this or I had that, I made that connection or I had time for me. Um, that's, that's true productivity, isn't it? Having time, taking time for yourself. Mm. definitely definitely and I I know for me that probably some of my biggest breakthroughs are in my moments of stillness yep. and so sometimes you get to the afternoon and think oh I really I really need to get this done um and as much as you think oh I can't take time out that's when I do take time out so I will go and take the dogs for a walk and just gives you a few minutes to clear your head but it also re-energizes you because you're out of because that's the other thing you know like you're not working set hours and you're not necessarily in a set space so it can be really sometimes you know like you might be thinking oh I really got to get that washing done and then you're like well the washing can wait because yeah. right now I need to do this work yeah and so would you be doing your yeah. washing at your nine to five job Sarah no <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, and so, yeah, I think um, that's important too. You, you do need to prioritize, but you need to also recognize when there are times when it might be worth hanging the washing out because in that moment of hanging the washing out, when your mind is just released, I guess, from 
what it, it it knows how you know how to wash the dishes or hang the washing out so you allow your mind to just relax and then you might think oh hang on that that could be something I could use and um I love that you said that yeah yeah I think there's always these moments when you can take time out and it actually gives you more time yep um because I was about to say actually I take that back because I a part of my my day routine, hanging the washing out and being able to do that on on the clock, you know, while I'm working, is a really beautiful mindful moment for me. And I love that I can get that done whilst working from home. Um, so that's a total perk for me. And yeah, real mindful moment, connecting with nature, soul speak, sun on face, feet on the ground. Um, yeah, totally love it. So beautiful Sarah Pardon, has Gumboots by the Sea helped your heart and soul led business in any way? <laughs> Oh, that's a very easy question to answer. Um, I feel like without Gumboots by the Sea, I feel like Getty and Dory would have been here, but it, it wouldn't have been anytime soon. And I think what you were saying before about that leaving the nine to five, um, that was a big step for me. That I like to call the job that I had was my golden cage, um, which if you've listened to any of Kate's podcasts, you would have heard that term before. Um, Beautiful Sherry McCarthy of Creative Mermaids. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's where you have this job that everyone goes, oh, that's a perfect job. You know, I worked um, uh, I worked with my children. I worked five minutes from home. I worked um, semi-permanent hours. And taking that leap of faith and going, this is not, this is not lighting me up. This is not what I'm passionate enough about was really difficult. And obviously there's the financial side of it too, where you're, you know, like you are getting a regular income every week and then you're going, well, I'm going to be leaving that for something that is unknown and it's an unknown commodity. So without Gumboots by the Sea, I think I would have found that really hard and I think I would have um, questioned myself to the point where it wouldn't have happened. And Eddie and Dory probably would have just remained a, a side ideal. Um, so I'm so, so, so grateful to Kate and Gumpets by the Sea for allowing me to just trust in myself and to take that and go, yep, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it work because there's no, there's no exit plan now. This is it. Awesome. So awesome. Um, we make a great team. I said the same thing with Nadine. Um, and that's what I really have realized as a part of, you know, Gumboots and Kate Darnell's um, purpose of being this sole guide is just allowing, providing the space to say, it's okay to feel that. It's okay to honor, honor those feelings, honor those desires. Um, and it doesn't mean like, yes, take flight, just do it now. It took, it took time. There was, there was a lot of sessions in place um, for Sarah to really feel ready and prepared and safe. It's not, this, this isn't like reckless, like, yeah, say yes and, and fill in the details, although I'm very much that person. <laughs> we'll work it out later. It'll be fine, Kate says. Um, but you know, it's, it's safe to do things in baby steps and it's safe to give you yourself the time. Um, and I'm really glad that you treated yourself and invested in that time, Sarah, um, because now here's Eddie and Dory T and I forget that it's only nine months young. It's incredible. 
Yeah, because it did take a little bit of work. I mean, the actual idea of Eddie and Dory may have only sparked a year ago, but there were things in place a long time before that. And it was really interesting because when I had the call with Kate and I said, I have this crazy idea. And I immediately corrected myself and said, no idea is ever crazy when I talk to you <laughs> because everything's possible. And I had, I said to her, you know, I've been thinking, what if I do tea? What if I make tea? And I got off the call and I looked around my house and I went, how did you not see all these signs? You have teacups and tea sauces and you drink tea every day. I have, I have every brand of tea on my, on my cupboard because I had tried them all. I have, I, I spent last Anzac Day last year, I drove to my sister's, which is four hours away, and we drank tea all day to the point where I was so bloated. <laughs> and it was, it was the conversations that I had over cups of tea that just, it just sort of shocked me when I realized and put it all, put everything together and put the final piece of the puzzle in. And I went, why could I not see this? But I think, like I was saying, it, it's all about perspective and it's about, taking a different view and then spotting it and sometimes you don't see that on your own and you you may never see it on your own so I think it's really important for everyone to have a gumboots by the sea guide <laughs> yeah I think it's really important for everyone to have a gumboots by the sea guide too or any kind of guide invest in any kind of support that your heart um, desires especially Kate from gumboots by the sea no I'm just being silly now oh Sarah I love you um, so Tell me, what are the most exciting offer, um, offerings that you have right now? Do you have any offerings coming up? Like, will there be first birthday celebrations? Oh, there will most definitely be a first birthday celebration. Um, so at the moment, I have five tea blends and I feel like that's a nice number. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm not in a hurry to release tea blends. I'm not planning on having probably more than 10 because I feel like that's a lot of choice. Mm. And so um, at the moment, I'm just going to put, let the tea do its thing is what I'd like to say. I'm going to let the tea do its thing. And my heart is telling me that I need to paint. I need to get my paints out. I need to work on a canvas. And the first one probably is only going to be for me. So I might share a photo of it. It's going to be for me um, yeah. because I think that's really important too, that you need to know when, when to take time for you and this last six months has been so go 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 um and i'm just gonna i think decide what i want to release as art um because i definitely have lots of ideas and there's lots of ways i could go and it's just bringing it back to what i think other people need right now mm. which is interesting because you sometimes don't think about that but it does play a part in in what you do is how it's going to be perceived by other people and how other people are going to feel about it and whether they got, they are going to want to go. I need that in my life. So. I love that you said that because some of the best advice I was given 12 months ago when I was investing in my own um, sessions for me um, was exactly that. Oh, just quick side note to the beautiful Sarah K Jones um, was exactly that she just said to me, well, why don't you listen to what, instead of trying to get your offerings, you know, sorted to fit in these boxes, to be these things for these people, why don't you just listen and honor 
like what the people want and honor what your, you know, clients, your customers want. And that was really interesting for me because then I did stop, I guess, for want of a better word, trying. And I started um, just listening and responding. So it meant that I could offer, you want a shadow session? Here's your shadow session. You want an intuitive healing session? Here's your intuitive healing session. Um, do you need, you know, physical touch on your temples during this session? That's what I'm going to do for you specifically. So really just finding that dance and then watching the rest fall into place. And what that did for me and my business personally is it saw a massive um, boost in profit and abundance, which like when we're talking business, we are, we, we are this, we're trying to make this our living. Um, it was really interesting to see when I stopped trying to make, you know, to make, I've just got to have to say it now, to make the money and just listen to what my community wanted and honoured that, you know, which was something like Soulfest, like listening to the community. There was no profit involved in that for me, but what that did for my heart and soul space, what that did for the community, well, there's that's the true profit and the abundance. Um, and that's an energetic upgrade. And look, it helped Sarah like really tune in and create your whole business. Brilliant. You, we can't put a price on that. So I think there's so much truth in just taking time um, for you and then listening to what your your customer base is after. And I feel like, you know, you start doing a painting for yourself and someone will be like, well, I want a Sarah Parton custom, you know, or I want, I will you do this? And um, that's so exciting. Really, truly, that's, like you said, there's no crazy ideas because the world truly is our oyster. The sky has no limit. Um, and up, up and away, Eddie and Dory Tees. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, so where do we find I, all your products? Well, you can find me at on all the lovely socials, which is Facebook and Instagram because yeah. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I can't get started on another one. Um, Plenty. You can find on Instagram and Facebook and I do try and share when I remember this is my biggest thing it's like I said I, I work a lot in my head so I've got to try and remember to get things out but um, I do have lots of different um, little snippets of my life I guess and I like to put um, a couple of personal posts up sometimes too just because sometimes I might not be able to post for a day or two and people might be thinking no I haven't seen her for a little bit but it's usually because I'm working on something. So um, I had a little chuckle to myself before because there was a tractor drove past. And of course, I'm sure the recording's picking everything up, but uh, I live in a rural area and uh, farming is all around me. And so we live on a little plot of land and we have a little worker's cottage um, and it's all uh, in the process of being renovated. So I spent all of yesterday painting my son's room and his that he has the main bedroom of the original house so he's got 10 foot ceilings tongue and groove walls and so um of course I wasn't on Facebook or or Instagram all day because I'm I was busy doing something else but I do like to share that so that people get an idea of well this is what I spend some of my time doing as well and like I said in those moments of mindless painting you often get great ideas as well absolutely um, I do also yes um, I do also have a big cartel store, um, which is where you can obviously purchase everything from. And you can also just email me if 
especially if you're in the Bundaberg area, um, I do do local drop-off or meet meetups. Um, and you can just email eddieanddory at gmail.com or you can go to eddieanddory.bigcartel.com. Yay, Sarah. Thank you. I'm just so excited to see where Eddie and Dory is off to. Um, I'm so happy that so many people are purchasing and enjoying your teas. Um, I can't wait to see what you create next. Um, thank you for all your love, all your Gumboots by the Sea support and for your heart and soul bed led business um, and for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been really lovely. Oh, you're the best. Um, I'm feeling very uh, celebrity-like because I have listened to lots of Kate's podcasts, so I'm a little bit, oh, it's going to be me on the bed. Of course it's going to be you. We are one, my love, and you deserve to be there. Um, thanks so much, and we'll chat to you again really soon, I'm sure. See ya. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for joining me and the gorgeous Sarah Pardon of Eddie and Dory. Um, you can check out Eddie and Dory Teas at her big cartel store. Um, follow Eddie and Dory on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Thank you, Sarah, and thank you to my beautiful listeners. I'll chat to you really soon. If you've enjoyed this Gumboots by the Sea podcast, be sure to share, like and spread the love with your community and loves. And remember, you can check out all of my offerings at gumbootsbythesea.com. Speak to you soon.